Are you ready to make the right moves and unlock your passion? Welcome to From the Inside Out with your host, Carla D. Walker. To be your best self in your personal life and your business life, all you need to do is look within yourself. Now, here is Carla D. Walker. Well, good morning, world. How are you today? This is a wonderful February 5th. I am so happy to be here. I'm happy to be with you, and I hope things are going well. I hope you had a great week since we last talked and that you started on your goals, or at least you started thinking about your goals and writing them down and actually taking steps moving forward so that you can have the best life that you possibly can imagine. Or maybe even more than you can imagine. But I'm so happy to be with you here today. This is Black History Month. Can you believe it? January is gone. We are into February. And we're into the fifth day of Black History Month. Wow. I don't know where the time went. It went rather fast. How many of you even know what Black History Month is? I don't don't know if that translates well as we sort of might. Uh, listeners in other parts of the world outside of the United States. But we're going to talk about that today. Uh, And I don't know that we have a lot of answers, but today we've got a lot of, I think, discussions and things for you to think about and to follow up on. Hopefully you'll want to know more about uh, Black History Month and why it came about and and why is it relevant or is this something that's passe that we should just uh, move forward and uh, and don't need it anymore you know what's the purpose <clears throat> excuse me of black history month today i think it's something we have to ask that question and do we still need it today Again, we have to ask that question. But before we get too deep into the topic, I want to just, you know, give us a really feeling good affirmation that we can think about, that we can um, uh, hold on to for the rest of the day. Because today is an incredible day. You know, success, prosperity, and abundance in many forms have naturally found their way into my life today. I gratefully enjoy their manifestations throughout my day and happily share these blessings of abundance with many others in order to bring happiness to their day as well. So repeat after me. I am happy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am secure. I am worthy. I am positive, I am blessed, (coughs) I am grateful, I am beautiful, I am confident, I am courageous, and I am excited about today. It's going to be a great day all day long. (coughs) So, keep that in mind. You've got everything that you need to make it a great day for yourself. You've got everything you need to make it a great day for somebody else who may not be having one. Remember, it's little things. 
It's the things you don't think about that make a difference. It's that smile that you give someone. It's that hug that you may give someone or a handshake or that greeting that you have in the morning when you see them. You know, it's the pat on the back. You know, it's just listening. It's an affirmation that they are great too. That they are special, that they are meaningful. And they'll get it back. And you'll get it back all day long. Just got to pull all that energy from the inside and push it out. So, great day. Take a deep breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in again. Breathe out. Breathe in again. And breathe out. Get centered. And let's have a wonderful day today. All right. So, the show today and for the month of February is going to be surrounding Black History Month or being honoring or celebrating Black History Month in a variety of ways. And, and in doing that, I want to talk about a variety of different issues. I want to um, have a I want to talk about fitness uh, relative to the black community uh, and people of color. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, grief, uh, depression, suicide, uh, and the black community. Uh, we're also going to talk about, I've got uh, at the end of the, 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 the month, on the 26th, we're going to have sisters from AARP. I am so excited about them. Uh, they're going to talk about uh, women's health issues uh, and particularly black women's health issues and um, uh, also the sisterhood what is that so we've got a lot to do this month we're going to talk a lot about a lot of different things that pertain to uh, our, I should say our specific focus is going to be uh, black community or people of color uh, but I think the things that we're talking about are relative to all people uh, but our emphasis is going to it's going to be there because we don't have a lot of conversations where we actually talk about those things. And um, one of the things we want to do is empower you to take action where you need to take action and to share information uh, with someone else who uh, may not know, uh, but they need to know. Uh, so that's where we're going to go. And, and today I started off talking about um, why is there a Black History Month? So we know we have one, but we, you know, what are the roots, what are the origins uh, of that? Where did that all come from? Well, I think you've heard me say before uh, that when we look at the history of America, uh, it has a sordid, often shady past. <laughs> uh, let's just be honest, in terms of of uh, how this nation grew and was developed. And not all of it was pretty. And even today we could say, you know, while we have a rich future, and while things are a little brighter, not all of it is pretty. So uh, looking back, you will see those things uh, as the country was developing. Um, you know that uh, um, 
people who were in England and who were upset with the king, um, a lot of them uh, often were thrown out of the country. And some of those folks, or many of those folks, you know, um, were people that the country didn't want it, that England didn't want it. So where did they come to? They came to America. Uh, or settled in what is called America. You've probably heard of Plymouth Rock and John Smith. Um, and so they come to America, and uh, the Native uh, Americans who are already here share their uh, bounties with them. Uh, they teach them how to live off the land. They teach them um, their way of life. Uh, and unfortunately... Um, when people begin um, relating or connecting with each other, um, you also can also obtain um, those things that are native to those people. So one of the things that happened is a lot of the Native Americans you know, got sick because of some of the diseases that were brought over by uh, the other country uh, by folks from the other country so we know that we know that to be true we also know to be true that as the new settlers came in and began to take over uh, or grow I should say that they pushed back uh, the Native Americans uh, to a point where uh, they wanted to be the ruling class and started treating the Native Americans as if they were not as good as, in many instances, as the uh, settlers who were here. Now, most of these settlers uh, who came over from Britain were white. And so you have this power grab being, being uh, uh, occurring in the, with the, um, in the country. And as they continue to settle and grow and develop, uh, you begin seeing some of the ugly side of the human experience occur. And uh, the, they went to war with the Native Americans who were here. Uh, we see them also um, uh, getting involved in the slave trade, which... Uh, a lot of the uh, Spaniard ships would bring over slaves from uh, the African continent. And uh, these people uh, were sometimes, well, most of the time, involuntarily shackled and put on ships and brought over here. Uh, and you may have all heard those stories. Uh, Watch Armistad, you can see that. You can see uh, the pride that some of these some of many of most of these people have uh, and often as people do with animals or people that they think are animals they try to break their spirits in a variety of different ways many of them were lost as they came over uh, on the ships and died and they just tossed them over um, no formal burial no proper uh, 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 either religious or uh, grieving uh, by the individuals who were doing this. But then they started bringing these uh, uh, African slaves over and selling them on blocks, uh, just like you would uh, shadow property, so horses or cows or 
uh, or a bag of food or anything like that. And if you go into Charleston, South Carolina, actually still has uh, one of these halls where slaves used to be sold. Uh, that is quite remarkable when you go in there uh, and see uh, where uh, uh, folks came and were sold and treated, bought and sold just like they were property. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue and uh, talk more about uh, why a Black History Month. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned into From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Carla Walker from the inside out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. So um, we brought slaves over. We began participating in the slave trade. Many slaves uh, died. Hundreds of thousands of slaves died crossing uh, from Africa to uh, the Caribbean and then back over to out over the United States. Uh, and um, those that live were put on slave blocks. As I said, South Carolina and Charleston, there is... Uh, one of the original um, uh, slave blocks where, where people were bought and sold as property uh, that are there. And you should go there and visit it. It's very interesting. And, and there are lovely people that are still there uh, from uh, who are ancestors, direct ancestors from uh, that particular era uh, selling um, the trade that they uh, learned um, there are these uh, green baskets or grass baskets that they weave and uh, which uh, and, and such beautiful artwork in terms of of uh, the weaving patterns that they that they have but um, anyway so uh, we have the you know the advent of slavery in the United States now or in America now and then 
uh, as uh, that spread throughout the South as well as in the North. Now, slavery was just not a Southern thing. There were slaves in the North um, for a while uh, until the abolitionists and people decided that maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. Uh, but there was slavery was fought hard uh, to hold on to in the South, and I'm going through. I'm I'm just skimming a lot of history. Uh, there's more in-depth uh, information that you'll be able to find uh, about this whole topic if you're really interested. Uh, email me, and I'll I'll give you some uh, books and things to do. But as uh, um, slavery became more prominent and uh, particularly around the uh, cotton trade. Uh, so in the South, they, they grew cotton, which, you know, turned into, uh, from the plant into the actual fabric, into the uh, textile mills and et cetera. They needed somebody to pick the cotton because at that time they did not have um, machinery that did that. And so manual labor, and so the whites at that time did not want to do it themselves, so they would buy slaves to pick the cotton. And often families were separated um, and driven to different farms or different places throughout the country. So mothers would be separated from their children, fathers would be separated from their wives and their families, <coughs> excuse me, brothers and sisters were separated. There was little care for what uh, uh, keeping a family together. It wasn't something that they were very interested in doing. Uh, the focus was primarily on, on the political uh, aspects of having slavery and uh, slaves and the economic um, aspect of having, of having slaves. Uh, so there was really no human concern because first of all, often more often than not, <clears throat> these slaves were not thought of as uh, human. They were actually thought of as shadow property. I mean, when you think about, I mean, they looked at their teeth, they talked about them in references to them being young bucks. Um, they talked to them, uh, they talked with them about their ability to uh, do the work, do the labor. Um, uh, so, uh, they talked about their children in terms of what they were going to grow into. Uh, they weren't given any real health care in most instances. Uh, if uh, they got too injured, then they were either killed or lynched. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, because they were, they were not healthy. Uh, <clears throat> most of the men worked in the fields. Uh, many of the women also worked in the fields, but there were also women that worked in, in the... Uh, headquarters of the of the slave owners' home and took care of their children. Uh, often the uh, the mothers, uh, uh, the white mothers, would have the mammy, if that's what they they were called, suckle their babies uh, because they didn't uh, want to do it or felt that it was reprehensible and. Uh, the many times because the mothers had been separated from their children uh, or they may have been pregnant, they had milk. And so they were able to uh, do that. And they often uh, took care of and raised the children 
in the household and cooked and cleaned and did whatever else. And master, if you will, sometimes uh, more often than not, would have his way with uh, the women who worked in the house or any slave that he felt at that time uh, he wanted to Pleasure himself, I think is how they they would call it or how you would how you would say it. So anyway, so you have all that going on, and then eventually you get the emancipation of the slaves, which while it may have happened in Washington uh, right away, it took several years for that to go through, and actually uh, people stopped having slaves uh, in uh, in the South. Uh, There was an Underground Railroad where slaves uh, uh, left, uh, would travel million, many, many, many hundreds of miles, a thousand of miles to get away from or outside of uh, uh, slavery uh, and trying to stay together so they could have a better life for themselves. You see, people want the same thing. We all want to live and be prosperous and have be able to take care of our families and be happy and to love and to live peacefully and freely in a society that respects us. And so they left on foot in the night, ships, boats, canoe, however, to go north, which is the way from the south they were moving through this underground railroad uh, to go to freedom. Because in the north, it was uh, uh, more likely that they were seen as free or they were they were more likely to be free than not uh, in, in slavery at this time. <clears throat> So, and then they, with the Emancipation uh, Proclamation being signed, uh, freeing the slaves, uh, there was a resistance between the North and the South. So you had the blue and the gray, if you will, uh, parts of the country. So you had the Union States, the Confederacy, you, I'm sure you've heard this. Uh, in terms of the Confederacy. So they were all about keeping slavery, keeping the situation as it was. Um, And because, you know, it impacted them from an economic aspect. It impacted them in terms of their power. The more slaves they had, the more power they had. Uh, The more slaves they had, the more money they could bring in uh, to their families. And so this was impacting them. And there was this... Uh, feeling of superiority over another human being or another person or uh, what was considered more uh, their property. Uh, They didn't educate them, didn't want them educated, didn't want them able to read or write uh, or speak. And because they were from another country, this may sound familiar, because they were another country, they spoke a different language. And because they spoke a different language and they didn't understand the English that was being spoken, they were considered stupid. And uh, many of these people came from uh, queens and kings. And, uh, they were rich in their own right in their other countries, even though they were wrangled together and sold off, often by compete, competing uh, 
tribes and, and families. You know, these were people who were intelligent, who were bright, who were strong, who had a sense of self-respect, who had their own families, their own properties, who had a totally different way of life and were being plopped in a country, one, that they knew nothing about, and two, where the people really didn't seem to want them or want them to be, to live as human beings, but wanted them for a purpose that was derived because of their political need for political power or for economic power. And so they treated them uh, very poorly. And poorly is the nicest word I could say. People were hung, they were lynched. Um, it was illegal for a black man to look at a white woman. Uh, read the story about Emmett Till uh, to understand more about that. You can find that out. <clears throat> what happened to this young man? These are true stories. This is not an alternative fact. These are facts of things that were happening and going on in our in our country. And this will continue to happen um, for over 250 years. This continued to happen. And then in 1926, a gentleman by the name of Carter G. Woodson, he was a historian, and he was a founder of the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, established, <clears throat> excuse me, established the black, excuse me, it was called Negro History Week. It was going to be the second week in February. And he decided to establish this because even by 1926, think of how that wasn't that long ago. 1926 was only, oh, let's see, 90 years ago, 92, 93 years ago, not that long ago. But still at that time, you still had racism and discrimination. So you may not have had the overt uh, uh, process of slavery, but there was something else that had embedded itself and that was racism and discrimination. And you had overt racism, which uh, you would see um, or people would tell you in the South is overt racism. But there was something called covert racism or systematic racism that also happened in the North. So the North is not benign from racism, not at all. In fact, it was there. <clears throat> and so he just he established in, in 1926 uh, the association, excuse me, uh, the Negro History Week, which would be the 2nd February I mean, second week in February. And so he did this uh, to celebrate and remember the important con contributions and achievements of African Americans throughout U.S. history. That was one of his goals uh, and set, he set out to do in that. But also he did not want, <clears throat> he wanted to make sure that white Americans understood the important role that 
blacks played in the creation of America. Because for a long time, they didn't believe it. For some reason, whites thought that they were the only ones who created America, who had anything to do with America, who established it, who created or grew things, who built things, who manufactured things. And, he, uh, and the, second, the second goal was to increase the visibility of black life uh, in, uh, in history. So imagine this, you grew up in a country where you created uh, many of its uh, works and businesses and where you worked hard as a slave, as a descendant of a slave, where you learned or you went to school. Carter G. Woodson, by the way, was the second African-American to graduate from Harvard with W.E.B. Du Bois being the first, Carter G. Woodson being the second. And you go to school and people don't treat you as if you have the right to be here. We're going to talk more about that when we come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's time for you to take a sweet and honest look at your life. Tune into Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Each week, Nikki invites you to call into the program where she will connect with each listener to show the power of God's love in every unique instance. There are gracious gifts and elements of power within each one of us. You just need to discover them and find your life's purpose. Live healthier and happier. Listen every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. We all have the inner ability to use the gifts within ourselves to serve ourselves, our families, loved ones, and our communities. Once you have discovered these gifts and talents, you can promote harmony, peace, and hope. To find out how to harness your own gifts and talents, tune in to Get Ready. Get ready for your breakthrough with host Felicia A. Hill, live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen and share with others. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune into From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Carla Walker from the Inside Out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. Yeah, so as we were talking, um, I asked you to imagine a country where you fought for it, you died for it, you shed your blood, sweat, tears for it, you lost family members, your sons, your daughters, your mothers, your fathers, your grandfathers, 
as they fought for the right to be in the country. And yet, you were still not considered one to be a whole person. Ah, you may not have known that. In the Constitution, no, I wasn't a Constitution. Yeah, we were identified as three-fourths, three-fifths a person. Interesting. How do you, how do you be, I think it's three-fifths a person or four-fifths a person. How do you do that? I, I can't figure that out. I don't know what brainchild thought that that was accurate. Apparently they didn't believe in science or math or maybe they didn't, they didn't go to math. Maybe they didn't go to school because they were too busy being the overseer of slaves or trying to keep people from their rights, their civil rights. And our constitution, in our Declaration of, Imp- of Independence, it says that all men are created equal and endowed with certain inalienable rights. Well, first of all, if you have a problem with any with that, Maybe it's because you're female and it doesn't say all men and women. We believe it was written very generically. Uh, but if you think of the time it was written in, it was men who were uh, believed to that they could make, they were the ones who could make decisions. Uh, also, it was a time period in which women could not own property. <laughs> women couldn't own property. Uh, Women couldn't make decisions. They couldn't have their own bank accounts. They were supposed to have their own money. They were supposed to get... There are all these expectations about what women were supposed to do. Uh, and, And so consequently, the document says, all men are created equal with certain inalienable rights. It didn't say all white men or all men with beards or all skinny men. It said all men. So that included whether you were black, brown, red, yellow. If you lived in the United States, you have, you were created equal. And yet there were men and women who did not want to acknowledge that equality as a human being for blacks and people of and other people of color. I have to throw that in because and I know talking with some of my um, uh, Hispanic friends and, and others who don't necessarily see themselves as people of color there are people who do see you as people of color and who see you in the same vein as less than they. Merely because of the color of your skin. So it doesn't matter. And if you are a white Hispanic, as, as I'm told they are, you think that they accept you more 
Maybe. Until you speak and they hear your accent. Then for them, you're different. You see, because you're different. It's more that. So that is here as well. And I think that also plays into some of the immigration issues that we're seeing. It's a reflection of white supremacy. It's a reflection of political power, economic power. That if you come in and you work and you gain that, then maybe you won't be less than those folks who are in the majority or who think they're in the majority when they're actually now in the minority. Because it was okay as long as they were in the majority. Now they're in the minority. Hmm. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) I digress. Uh, But, so... 1926, we have uh, Black History Week uh, established uh, Carter G. Woodson and the Association of the Study of Negro Life and History. Uh, That was for the second week in February. Uh, And at this time, Black History was not being taught in schools. Uh, So you could pick up a history book and the only history that you would see about people of color or black people was negative. So imagine this. I'm reading the history books and I'm looking at all the heroes that they're talking about and the only thing that I'm reading or seeing about me as a black person is negative. Or I'm listening to shows on the radio. I'm I'm watching movies. And the only thing I'm seeing is me being portrayed in a negative act. And in some instances, people, if you're watching a movie, I'm not in the movie. Guess what? The actor has on blackface because even though I was here even though I could act I wasn't necessarily used in the movie instead they used white actors and put blackface on them similarly as they used white actors and put some sort of red or brownish color on them to represent Native Americans Similarly, as they took a white actor and made him Charlie Chan. (laughs) Ah, the audacity (laughs) of not utilizing people who actually fit the part. So, Because we as a people were not in the history books in any kind of positive way, weren't even portrayed in any kind of positive way. And if you look at the way the language was written, we mostly saw us go, yes, sir, no, sir, uh, yes, sir, ma'am, no, ma'am. 
Thank you, man. No. We weren't even given dialogue that held us up or portrayed us in a more positive light. He had a character called Stefan Fetchett, who was always bowing and scraping to the wheel of his white master. So, <clears throat> we have Negro History Week. As we move through time, there's an evolution. Things continue to happen. Blacks continue to be tired of being tired of being tired. And then there starts to be a movement. People get upset, are tired of being upset. They're tired of being treated less than. They're tired of going to school and being a doctor. And yet, the only job that they can get is that of a janitor. Or they're tired of having to be 10 times better than their white counterpart and to work 10 times harder than their white counterpart to move forward in the world. And so things started happening. You had the Harlem Renaissance, which was a fabulous, fabulous time of creativity. And we had music and poetry and writers and art and all of these things showing, reflecting the beautiful life or the life of the African-American or the Negro in the world. And so we continue down this past and I ask the question, you know, is Black History Month still relevant? Do we still need a Black History Month in 2019? Hmm. I'll let you tell me on the, when we get back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within 
and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Tune into From the Inside Out. To reach Carla Walker or her guest today, call us at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Carla Walker from the Inside Out at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, thanks for coming back. Do we need a Black History Month? Is it still relevant? Yes, we still need a Black History Month. In fact, we need a Black History Every Day month, day, week. May I mention Virginia Governor Northrop? (laughs) Is this something different every day? There's something different every day that tells us people still don't get it. They don't understand They don't understand the impact of the history. Just as the Jewish people, or people of Jewish faith, I should say, don't want you to forget Nazi Germany, don't want you to forget what happened to them in the can their camps, we can't allow the country or people to forget what happened during slavery, what happened before the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which was an important act, which was needed, which had to be put into legislation because we had to fight for that. Because all men are created equal and endowed with inalienable rights. All men, black, white, brown, yellow, red, doesn't matter. All men and women. And the Civil Rights Act of 1964, signed in by Lyndon B. Johnson, an unlikely person that we thought would ever do it, but he did, it's the President of the United States, signed it into law. I said, it shall be done. And then the 14th Amendment was added. The 14th Amendment was added in 1968. The 14th Amendment said, equal justice under the law. Now, do we still need the 14th Amendment? Yeah. We've seen over and over again where equal Justice is not being applied to all people. We've seen over and over again where 
black boys, black men have been, are, continue to be persecuted in one form or fashion that are not receiving equal justice. Look at our criminal justice system. Black men, boys, children, people who look at it relative to who does drugs and who gets the higher sentence. These are not alternative facts. These are facts. And the 15th Amendment, which guaranteed our right to vote. And do you know that it <laughs> it took until the 1965 Voting Rights Act for us to ensure that African Americans enjoyed the same voting rights guaranteed to all Americans. And even now, even now, there are still places in this country, and there are still people in this country who would not allow you to vote, who would do things to prevent you from having equal rights to vote, to prevent you from having an equal opportunity to vote. Think about that. So do we need a Black History Month? Yes. Do we need to know our history? Yes, because knowing your history is the key to your future. It will open the door for you because you understand who you are. You understand where you've been. It helps guide you in terms of where you need to go, what you need to do. It is also inspiring. Inspiring for the future. If you have an opportunity, you should go to the National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington, D.C. Go online, check out when you could get tickets to see, to go in there, and look at the history of a people and its culture. You will find out so much about what you didn't learn in school because it wasn't taught in school, because books were whitewashed and removed anything positive about the African American. So you didn't know. Even African Americans don't always know their history, don't always know where they came from, don't always know or understand that, because their families were broken up. It's difficult for us to trace our history back to identify where we came from out of Africa, out of the continent. So yes, we need to learn more about black history, African American history. Everyone needs to know that. We need to teach it. We need to talk about it. We need to discuss it. And we need to learn from our past so we don't keep repeating it. 
Now, I've kind of got, given you a really fast, down and dirty look at some of the things that went on in our country's upbringing, or growing, I should say. I suggest that you go to a library or Google and find out more about this beautiful people, African Americans, and how they helped create the United States of America and look at where we're going now. But this is also, I also want to mention that this is also Women's Heart Health Month. And that's an important, an important month as well, an important thing we want to pay attention to. Particularly African-American men, because you are more likely to die of heart disease than white women. And African-Americans are more likely not to get the health care that they need than whites or their white counterparts. So it is important for us to take care of our health, to stay fit, to exercise, to eat properly, eat Something you should eat something green every day, uh, a green vegetable every day. Stay healthy, you gotta move, don't be so sedentary. Connect, build relationships, build relationships across the aisle with people who are different from you. Talk about your experiences. <clears throat> Bottom line is, we are more alike than we are different. We may go about doing things differently. We may think differently. But that is the beauty of being human. I do not have to agree with everything that you say. In fact, I probably don't. I may not have the same perspective as you do because our, our experiences are different. Because the way we, we think about issues are different. The way that we hear information is different and how we put that into our minds and how our minds sort of translate it is different that's okay that's the richness of us it is okay for us to disagree it is okay for us to debate an issue it's okay for us to argue and then walk away and go get dinner and still be friends I don't have a need to hate you. I love you. But I'm different than you. Is that okay? Yeah. It's okay. In fact, if I was just like you, wouldn't we sure be bored? (laughs) I know I would. I know I would. Wrap yourself in the richness of the human spirit. Wrap yourself in the richness of this nation. 
have loved talking to you today. Next week, I've got something good for you. We're going we're gonna to talk about, about exercise and getting fit. This is Carla coming to you from the inside out. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to From the Inside Out. Be sure to join your host, Carla D. Walker, for another episode of the program next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have the best week.